Yo, what's up? And welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast, episode 75. It's crazy that we're at 75 episodes and Talyn's quiet right now, but Talyn is back on the show. Talyn, what's up, doc? What's up, man? It's good to be back. Hey, everybody. Miss you guys. Love you. Um, and thanks for sticking around. Come on, bro. Talyn, you've been in quarantine for a grip, bro. So how you feeling? How are you staying it's been, alive? It's how you been surviving? such a weird season, dude. I uh, I know that I, I am trying to stay sane by um, doing Zoom calls with people day in and day out. Um, staying connected to my students, making sure that I'm staying connected to the church and friends and got a girlfriend. So staying connected with her and my parents, they won't even let me come over. Um, so it's been like, it's been like three weeks since I've seen my parents. Um, Wait, but so they're, been, they're not letting you go over there. They're not letting me go to their house. No, That's my stepdad, tough. I have an underlining issue. So I have asthma. So if I catch it, yeah, bad news. So yeah. um, my parents were like, you know what? Since I'm still working, you, who knows what can contract at my job. So let's just not have you here. And I was like, mm. all right, well, once it's over, I'll come over. But other than that, dude, I've been good. Um, it's It's been a good season for me to kind of just sit down, relax. Yeah. Um, unneeded rest, but very, um, very thankful for the rest that I'm getting in this season. Working from home, so I'm not on the road all day. Had to find a new routine. So everything's switching, but it's, it's been, it's been fun. How about you, bro? Yeah. uh, Everyone's heard me the last couple of weeks. I've been surviving. I think I'm just, I've just, I can't look at this thing. It's super negative and it's people are dying. All this stuff is happening, but I just can't look at it as negative. Maybe as some other people are looking at it and I still have hope that some things are still going to get to happen while a lot has been canceled. And a lot is not happening. <laughs> I still yeah. have hope, and that other things will happen. That it won't be canceled. Like you know, I think about the seniors that we know in high school in Washington Goodness. State. Goodness, having their whole—I mean, you were a senior, bro. Like I was a senior. Senior year was that's huge. It's the best year of of high school. You get prom. You get um, you know senior night. You get graduation Everything. all that stuff is canceled it's, 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 yeah i i think what we should do on our next episode bro is do a senior shout out so like put on our pages like hey seniors tap in send us like a bio and we're just gonna read it on the podcast and just kind of maybe interview some seniors that we know on the podcast totally. like that'd totally. be dope hey, hold up bro we that's do, kind we of should do like a, we should do like a full like interview where i bring a couple of my guys you bring a couple of your dudes and we just do a senior podcast on zoom yeah hey okay well you already know what's happening next week senior podcast <laughs> be there uh but yeah man i'm i'm all right i just think i've kind of found my normal i love kind of being at home and you know i've there's not a lot of stuff for me to do besides podcasting working yeah. And with you being out. like an extrovert and stuff like would it does that not does that not affect you a little bit kind of like i know you're you're busy with people you know yeah. doing zoom stuff all day and, and talking to your students and hanging out so am i but that face-to-face communication yeah does that not does that not get to you a little bit how do you handle that i think i'm gonna keep it a buck with you julia would not agree but i think i'm an extra or an extroverted introvert and so i know that sounds crazy because you know me. i know it sounds crazy but i not that i recharge but i'm okay with kind of like operating alone for a little bit of time but it's kind of those core people that i hang out with that i can't like i want to work i love working i want to work and you got a great team you got a great team yes and so i want to go to the church and and make videos and dap people up like that's kind of because my love language is physical connection and physical touch and that's in friendships um and any type of relationship so it's like i can't do those things and so that's where i'm dying bro is Man, I saw like I saw some young life kids. They walked past my house as I was working out in my garage, like a prison inmate, and <laughs> they, were, they were walking oh, across, man. bro. And I just waved, and like usually we like talk and like side hug and like kick it. 
but I just had to be like, okay, six feet apart, love. Okay, bye. And it was so <laughs> awkward, dude. I felt bad. So I mean, I'm I, I I wouldn't say I'm thriving. I'm probably surviving. But what can you do, bro? Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing I miss is sports, bro. One of the biggest things I miss. I mean, besides community in my church and obviously all that stuff, but. I miss coming home and just watching basketball. And now this would have been baseball season. So we would have had like some baseball fun too. And I would have been at the ballpark already. And so I definitely miss sports, bro. Yeah, that's, that's the kill. I'm just praying. I'm just praying that the NBA season can come back in some form. I heard something. I don't know if it was a rumor or not that they would do a, <laughs> the rest of the basketball season on a ship. <laughs> On a cruise, oh, so once once everyone tested Whoa. back to negative, they'd go on a cruise and finish out the season. Yeah, I heard <laughs> I heard something like that. I didn't hear a ship. That'd be crazy. I heard I heard Las Vegas, and so they centralize all the teams, and like it's closed. There's maybe a couple couple hundred fans, couple thousand fans, and they play the games. They still do series and everything, but they play the games as is so they give them like seven more games of the regular season or something like that so they and then just jump right into and the then playoffs? jump right into the playoffs oh. um, and so which would I'll be kind of hard for be. teams which would be hard for teams that were trying to like claw into the you know to the race like the pelicans and them like they're yeah. trying to like they were fighting to get that eight seed so but i this is what i think i do not see a league especially with lebron leading the league where they won't finish the season in some form. That's crazy. Yeah, they have to. They have they to. absolutely have to. It's too much But money. it has – they can't do a full rest of the season now. Like, no, there's no way. It's, it's, it's just not going to work that way. But you know what I realized? I watched WrestleMania. <laughs> so I used, to, I used to love sport, WWE. I watched WrestleMania, bro. And it was kind of dope. It's, it's – did you see a little bit of it? I've never been into to like the wrestle like WWE or any of that. So no, I, I didn't I didn't catch any of it. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's all fake. But, um, <laughs> so I just don't, ruined someone. Don't tell DJ Marion that. Hey, he loves it, huh? He loves it, dude. <laughs> well, anyway, so they did it and it was like it was kind of dope. Like they cut it in, I think they cut it into two parts and they they just filmed it live, but they did a lot of visual effects stuff. Hmm to kind of make it seem like it was live. So I know like LeBron and these guys are saying like, we can't do without fans. But if the league tells you you're playing without fans, you're I'm sorry, bro, fans. but you're playing without fans. Like that's just how it's going to be. Cause they're not going to lose more money than they need to. Yeah. And so I just think, and it's the Kobe, se- you know, it's the Kobe season and yeah, that's there's, crazy. There's so much stuff that has to be finished still. I think it's, but the Lakers are one of the chip either way we go. So. Oh, but speaking of sports all we have is memories um because there's none being played right now so what is your favorite sports memory that could be personal that could be um something you've seen on tv what's your favorite sports memory yeah when i think about this i think about two different memories my first memory be personal is i remember winning my little league championship actually no nah, that's not that cool hey yo um winning that is cool playing playing high school football in the tacoma dome okay was probably the most fun i've ever had it was first off getting tackled in the dome hurts so bad because what makes it different well because it's just cement and they just roll over turf over it oh <laughs> so <laughs> you're just like tackling people like you're slamming oh. people down on cement turf there's no like ground they usually put like soft stuff under so if you get hit like still there's a little soft but there's none of that it it was bad bro oh geez so but it was so much fun we lost we got our we got tapped but (laughs) we played east side catholic and remind me what high school you went to i went to lakes high school and so Hmm. it was cool it was whatever but then i think my greatest maybe professional sports memory is either when the Cubs won the World Series, just because this was this was the first or the second year. This is the first year that I was in my uh, family's home, and like I wasn't a huge baseball fan, so I was like, "Yeah, cool, I'll be a Cubs fan." And it was the year they won the World Series, bro. And nice. it was just it was awesome. And then, of course, we know 
when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Did, did, nice. I, t- did I tell you the story about where I was? No, you didn't. So get this, bro. I'm with my older brother who I hadn't talked – hadn't not talked to, but hadn't seen in a long time. I picked him up from, our, from where my mom lives, picked him up. We drove to my girlfriend's parents' house. We watched the Super Bowl from there. She made us nachos, and it was just me and my older brother because Julia was at school. And so <laughs> we're watching the Super Bowl. Julia's mom is, like, checking in and joking with us. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> Julia's dad's there too and we're just like kicking it and the Eagles won the Super Bowl and when they won the Super Bowl I stood up and said we won it and I got on my knees put my hand put my face in my hands and just start weeping you started crying dude I started no not crying but like Jesus wept weeping uh, like shaking and wow. all I know is that Julia's parents probably like what are you guys doing? <laughs> what is happening right now? Because <laughs> they knew I love sports. Like, they knew yeah. I love sports. But when my teams win, it's it's spiritual. I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's upper echelon, dog. And so those are my, those are my favorite sports memories. What about you, bro? Man, um, I'd have to say back in high school um, – I played for a recreational baseball team and we played these guys who I don't even know why they were on the rec team, um, but they had a league. And I think it was one of those things where they played to get better for their AAU or select team. But anyway, we played this team. We didn't have the greatest team, but we had a solid guys. We had solid group of guys. um, And we played this team for what we would call the semifinals to make it to the championship in that league. and we were down like six two, and um, I remember having the bases loaded, and uh, the the pitcher had me. I think I was two outs, um, or sorry, two strikes, um, and a ball. And just remember thinking like, I gotta, I gotta make something happen. The bases are loaded right now, mm-hmm. um, and I remember just cranking it. Uh, he threw one down the middle, and I just let it go. Yeah, you let that thing go. And I didn't, I didn't hit a homer, but it got close enough to where it went over his head, where two people ran in. I got to second, um, and then we had uh, two guys on, and then one guy at bat. And we ended up winning that game, went to the championship, played the same team because nobody else was, <laughs> nobody else was worthy to make it to the championship. Yeah. So we played the same team and ended up getting beat. But that was probably just like the funnest time of like playing sports um it mattered but it didn't matter you know so uh, that was super fun um, hey. but i would say my favorite like like professional sports memory would have to be uh richard sherman's tip um playing the 49ers but were you watching that or were you yeah there? live i was i was watching it live on okay. tv, oh, TV. Um, okay. and we were just when we were at my buddy's place and we're standing behind the couch watching it. My, my buddy's dad, um, one of my best friends actually, his name is Jesse. His dad has a, uh, a pretty big TV in the living room. Um, and so we're watching the game and I'm thinking in my mind, like, oh my gosh, it's 17 to 23. We're going to lose this game. It's game over, bro. It's game over. Like Damn. Kaepernick's going to throw to Crabtree and it's a wrap. And uh, he, <laughs> he threw it and Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman put that hand up. That's the and, uh, I don't remember. I don't. I think it was Malcolm Smith who, uh, who took the interception. Um, but as soon as he put his hand up and tipped it, Smith caught it, and it was game. And we just like screamed in each other's faces, "Ah, let's go!" And it was like, "We're we're going to the Super Bowl. We're gonna make it there." And yeah. hey, bro, it was crazy. We ended up winning the Super Bowl. Blew out, and then you blew him out, and then we ended up. Yeah, we ended up smacking them in the Super that Bowl. That was like, the worst Super Bowl I've ever watched. Like, oh, that was the greatest Super Bowl. I've oh, ever for seen. I mean, for Seahawks fans, that was the greatest. <laughs> that was the greatest show on turf. But for anybody else, we we're just like, what is this? <laughs> Pay Manny did not show up. Yeah, dude. But it was talk about it was legacy. Entertaining. That yeah, no, that was awesome. But talk about legacy, bro. Peyton Manning has the worst showing in a Super Bowl by a great quarterback, at least to my, of my opinion. 
And no one ever talks about that Super Bowl. No yeah. one ever talk- That's like the forgotten Super Bowl, bro. Like it is. Everyone knows the Seahawks won it, but like no one like really gives it. To- I know it sounds kind of weird, but no, I hear you. I I totally understand what you mean by that. Dude, that's that Super Bowl is like for yeah, it is totally forgotten. And forget. you have guys like Percy Harvin just running the ball back, and then the first snap of the game was a safety. Like it was just, it was it, everything was in our favor that game, dude. It was crazy. It, yeah, it was like you guys could not lose. But all I remember is yeah. eating blue and blue and green Skittles to my stomach hurt because I was in high school, and <sighs> that was it. That was all I remember from that Super Bowl. Dude, <laughs> and the reason why you ate blue and green Skittles was because of who? Oh, Mar- Marshawn Lynch, the greatest, Marshawn. greatest, one of the greatest running backs of all time. Bro, he was a beast. I still is, bro. I still, I still think he is. Even when he came back this last year, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, when he ran homeboy over at the goal line, I was like, oh, bro, <laughs> come on. He was ready, dude. And the guy is like, what, 33, 32, 30, 33, I think. Yeah, 34. Um, is he 34? I, I knew when he hung up the cleats, like he wasn't done. I thought he was. I thought it was like a. I thought I thought it was a rap. Nah, tour. nah, bro. The the only time you know where someone's like truly done with like their football career is when they go back to a team, sign a one day contract, and say, "I am retiring from football." Until that happens, I do not believe that they are retiring from football. Like Luke Luke Keekley uh, or whatever. Luke I do Keekly. not. I do not believe that he's fully retired from football. I don't care what anyone says. I do think he's going to come back. Because he didn't go back, you know. But he's also Carolina Panther for life, so who knows. But most of the time, they go back to their team or they sign a, like, you know, one-day contract, and they're like, all right, I'm out. So I don't know if I believe it most of the time. What about uh, Gronkowski? Nah, he's done because he's he's stupid. But (laughs) 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 But also, but he's, speaking about WWE, he's a WWE champion now, bro. Oh, is he? Yeah, he won like the twenty four seven title. It's a mess over there, but he oh won it. Gosh. <laughs> oh gosh, is it? Um, is the is Demetrius Bronson? Do you know that name by chance? Uh, he's a wrestler, huh? Well, he's a football player, but he he started off at Kentwood, went to Eastern, and played for the Hawks, played for a couple other teams, um, and then got into wrestling. And I I don't know if he's still doing it or not, but. I was just wondering if that name sounded familiar at all to you. Nah, I never heard. Of, he's. I think. I think he was one of those guys that just got beat up. Like, like no shade, but they have guys on the WWE who are just guys that are supposed to get beat up. Like that's oh, wow. literally, that's literally their job. I kind of looked into it, and it was like, obviously you have The Rock, who's gonna win everything. You know, you have those guys who are like big, and they're supposed to win championships. And then you have some of these guys that are just on the roster to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. Could you imagine? Hey bro, so here's the here's the deal. I'm gonna need you to go out with John Cena, and I'm gonna just need you to let him punch you for 20 minutes. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> you can like get him this one time, but let him beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Could you imagine? <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> just yeah, no, Talin, nah, bro, we don't need you. Nah, you're good. Yeah, the Rock is out there. <laughs> He's gonna clothesline you. That's it, bro. That's all we got for you. His, his, hey man, hey. Well, if if that contract says that I'm going to be making forty k a show, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, ten grand to get knocked out by the Rock for sure. Yeah, knock oh, easy out, money, bro. easy yeah. money. All right, bro. So speaking of favorite sports memories, let's go on to our next thing. You brought this, and I think this is hilarious. The <laughs> Mount Rushmore of cereal. The Mount Rushmore of cereal. So what I think Mount we Rushmore do, cereal. what I what I think we do is I go one, you go one. I go one, you go one. I go one, you go one. All right. Give and me let's, your, I want to see. Give me your number four. My number four. Ooh, you're making me go backwards. Yeah, I think you should start with the lowest and then go up. Okay. My number four would be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Number On number four, we're already debating. Number four, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you're crazy. Cinnamon Toast, cinnamon you're toast cr- Crunch. You're crazy. You're crazy. All right. Number four for me, Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Number four? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They don't, the marshmallow, the uh, whatever they call the other part is the actual cereal part. Like, it's not, it's never good. So, but it's the top four. So, mm. all right, bro. 
you're already crazy, but give me your number three. Cinnamon Toast Crunch fourth? All right, go ahead. Give me your number three. <laughs> My number three would have to be Lucky Charms. No, all right, all right. Respect, respect, respect. Dude, now that I think of my top three, it gets gets pretty tricky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, dog. Dude, I know my top two for sure. I cannot give you my third one, though. I'm trying to think of cereals. You know what? I'll just stick with Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios made your top four? Easy. Easy. Oh. Wow, I Easy. would put that as like number six. You put you put cinnamon toast crunch as fourth, bro. As fourth, yeah, because cinnamon toast crunch is good, but it's better because of the milk. No, it, it gets all. So, like when you eat cinnamon toast crunch, you got to eat out of a small bowl because if it gets soggy, then then you're not gonna have good cereal, right? It's just so, yeah, you're right, you're right. So you're eating soggy cereal at that point, which a lot of cereals like that, but like it's good for the milk. <laughs> okay. Not even drink milk, but when I'm eating cinnamon toast crunch, I'm gonna drink the milk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Whatever. I'm not with you. Okay, give me give me number two. Uh, Fruit Loops. Fruit. Fruit. Fruit Loops, bro. <laughs> Fruit Loops are your number two. Is this what you're telling me right now? Fruit Loops is my number two, bro. Fruit Loops are your Fruit number Loops. two. Fruit Loops, dog. That's the I most. That's like my number 18. <laughs> bro, Fruit Loops is banging cereal, dog. You're wrong. Fruit You're Loops so... is banging. Oh, okay, okay. But the thing, the thing that sucks is like Fruit Loops and Frosted Flakes tie for number two because I wouldn't put any of I those like underneath. I, you. I yeah, literally bro. With you. I, you said Frosted Flakes and Fruit Loops. Dude, those are the cereals that like when you have in them in your house – you literally, you don't, you don't eat them because you're like, ah, I'm going to wait till mom gets more cereal. False. False. It's <laughs> fake. The cereal that I left to waiting for mom to get more cereal was, was Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely left the Honey Nut Cheerios in the cabinet until my mom got more cereal, dog. Come on. You're a fool. What's your All number right. two? Okay. Number two, Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. Number Fruity two. Fruity Pebbles. Hey. You can't debate that. Can, I think we can agree on something here because um, my number one is Fruity Pebbles. So. Okay. All right. Yep. And of course, my number one. Can I get John Wall, please? Do, 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 do. Cinnamon <laughs> Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Wow. Well, number four and a number one flop. So. Yep. Um, we, we disagree on a lot. Of, well, also, there's no chocolatey cereals here, so I trust well, you. I think, I think Fruity Pebbles, um, the ones that are Cocoa Pebbles, I think they go in the same category for me. Hmm. Uh, I just can't do chocolate cereal. It just, it's the what? milk, the milk gets, <laughs> I can't, I just gagged on. That's bad audio. I'm so sorry. You can't, so you can't, <laughs> yeah. The person who can't hear that noise is all thrown up now. Yeah. So you can't, you can't do chocolate milk, bro. No, I like. I'm okay with chocolate milk. What? I you're, you're not making sense. <laughs> I, you're I, not making sense right now. <laughs> I can't let my milk turn into chocolate milk with the cereal. <laughs> it's just gross to me. Oh, that's so nasty. Oh, my lordy. Well, you know I'm bougie. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just am confused on why anyone on God's green earth would say Fruit Loops is in their top four. That's just crazy to me. Yeah, but you also said Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You said Honey Nut Cheerios, dude. Bro, oh, Honey Nut Cheerios kind of go hard, bro. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, one's got to go. One's got to go. All right. Well, that's our Mount Rushmore of cereals. Uh, to Lynn's, rate to Lynn's, rate mine. We're going to post them after this. If you I, disagree with me, then. You're wrong. You're wrong, and your opinion doesn't matter. You know what other cereal kind of goes hard, though? But this – I don't want to make this a race thing, but I think it's a race thing. Is uh, <laughs> Honey <laughs> Smacks, bro. Honey Remember Smacks, those? bro. Honey Tell Smacks. Don't go crazy. That's That would be my fifth cereal if we did top five. All right. I don't know about all that. But 
Yep, yep, 100%. Right. Honey Smacks let, is. Let boom. me tell you the worst cereals, though. Reese's Puffs, trash. Reese's oh Puffs, gosh. trash. And Cookie Crisp, trash. trash. Are you kidding me? Trash. Cookie Crisp is trash? It's dog food. It's literally dog food. Oh, this is blasphemy. Now, bro. If, if you eat it the first day you buy it, it goes hard. But after you open it and it gets stale, it's game over. What? It's game over. This uh, is, oh my goodness. I can't else, believe it. What else do I mess with? I mess with those, uh, remember the boo, the boo marshmallows or whatever it was? No, uh, I don't know what that is. But what about honeycombs? Honeycombs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those go hard. I mess with that. Honeycombs go slap. But you know what the worst cereal ever made? What? Raisin Bran Crunch. Oh, easy. 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 The worst but, cereal I ever made. Hold on. Let's talk about how hard cereal that's made for old people. Honey Bunches and Oats. That might be my number five. Honey Bunches of Oats goes hard, but... That might yeah, be my number five. I'd take Frosted Flakes over those, though. Frosted Flakes are... Because that's okay. what it is. It's just the fancy Frosted Flakes. Yeah, but those oats. Those bunches of oats, baby. They go hard. <laughs> those bunches of oats, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> You're a fool, bro. All right. Now that we're doing lists, I guess this is the list episode. Let's move on to this. This this is gonna get this is gonna get Welcome to our list episodes. Welcome to our list. We're gonna play a little game called One's Gotta Go. One's Gotta Go. Worship. Songs. The worship edition. <laughs> we got dun, 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 dun. we got number one, the blessing. Which is my new favorite song. Shout Number out to two, Reckless Love. Oh, Old school. God, is God's Love Reckless? Huh? Huh? Um, another in the Fire. And Good Grace. Good Grace, good God. His, oh, don't let me come sing up here. All right, here we go. One's got to go. Let me know. No, you let me know. All right. I, I'm going to say what I'm keeping first. I'm keeping Reckless Love. Okay. Cause that I mean that's a banger. It's okay. the only part I don't like about it where it says uh he leaves the ninety-nine, uh which I know is a biblical verse, but some people use that in context. Anyway, um, but reckless love goes hard. Um Good Grace, come on. That's the anthem. Good Grace is a hard song. Tell bro. me that part when they go, Oh, oh, I kinda hit that. Hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, 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 that part goes crazy. Oh. Hello. Oh, we just harmonized. Anyway, <laughs> that part goes crazy. Jesus. What? Ooh. Hey, oh, you know I said that right. When they so when hard, they dude. cut when they cut the when they cut the all the instruments except the drums and it's just voices and drums. Tell me no. that doesn't go crazy. So obviously we go to different churches and we have different worship leaders, but um, Gabe Gabe Osborne. This is a plug. This is a shout out to Gabe. He sings this song with so much like passion and just ump behind his voice it's crazy dude like every time he sings this song i like walk up to him and i'm like great job tonight dude like mm-hmm. i have to give it to him because like i felt it and i'm just like in the crowd like oh jesus so obviously i'm keeping that one that's one that's a keeper for me yeah but you know which one's gotta go bro the blessing which one's gotta the blessing has to go. The blessing has to go, bro. What? <laughs> I, I, I'm not a big fan of the song. Wow, <laughs> Nate, do you know who's singing that song? Tell me, Cody Carnes. I don't. I I don't Is care. I don't is care who's Carnes? singing it, bro. If it ain't, I don't even know if I said his name. No, right. no I think it is. I think you're right. But it's not my – this is why I think the song is so big. I could be wrong. The way they put it out, it was the music video with everyone getting hype, real, real Pentecostal. Oh, yeah, and then you got, you got Furtick coming in at the end. Furtick coming in at the end. He helped write the song. You know, like, there's all these different it, – it's, like, it's the worship cipher. I don't care what anyone says. It's just a worship cipher tape. Okay, because you got all the famous Christians. He said worship cipher tape. You got I all can't the famous... breathe. 
Oh my god, dude, you're clowning right now. You got. I just. Oh, I'm saying, and I have a big issue with contemporary Christian music. Anyway, it's just not my favorite. Um, that's just Nate Prudine. So, like, all of these songs, I kind of have beef with. But like, Good Grace is kind of new. Like, it's not. It's not like how it used to be. The blessing to me is just like it's just to me. It's just another worship song. And that's not to diss who wrote it. That's not to diss who loves it. I'm not saying God's not in it, but I've done a whole episode about worship before. And people kind of know like how I feel. But that being said, the blessing has got to go. I'm keeping those up. Wow. Wow. I would say the opposite of that. Um, keeping a blessing. Uh, keeping another in the fire. Um, keeping good grace. And at this point, <laughs> rec- reckless, reckless love has to go. Um, just because it's, it's an older song. So like, I've... I've run its course <laughs> it's run its course um and and i love every single one of these songs like with a passion so when, when we put this together it was like oh those are four of my favorite songs and reckless yeah. love has been played so many times that that's the only reason why i think it has to go the blessing is such a fire worship song that like my girlfriend and i listened to it like on repeat um on sunday before we did church together so we listen we, we listen to church wow. we listen to judah smith on sunday um and we listen to the song before so we worship together and then we listen to the message and the song just like oh man it just feels good if that makes sense you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean bro. it just I, I i'm not dissing you i think it's your it's a vibe you know i think i get why it's so big but again neighborhood's opinion i'm like it's just a, to me, I'm just like. A worship cipher mixtape. Dude, tell me, bro. The, okay, I'm not trying to be mean, but the video that it's in. Hold up. I'm about to pull up the video for us, bro. Okay. I'm about to watch this right now. No, the video has like, you're right. It has everybody and their mother in it. I'm bro, that's what I'm saying though, bro, is everyone's in it. Like they got the whole squad in the video. Yeah, bro. no, there, there's definitely a squad. Uh, Elevation's main worship guy. You got Cody Carnes and his, his wife. I can't remember her name, but she's in it. You got Stephen Furtick at the end and a couple of their big name Elevation guys too. All right, so. bro. All right, uh, we're gonna get tagged if I don't mute this <laughs> as soon as it happens. Pause that. Okay, here we go. I'm pulling it up, bro. It's first off, it's a 12 minute video. Let's first, let's just. Okay, but it. like all spontaneous worship songs are 12 minute videos. Bro. Is it really, is it really spontaneous, bro? If you got the whole squad in the back? Like, okay, we, okay, maybe not spontaneous, but like, you know what I mean when I say all that. All right, all right, yeah, no, I feel you, bro. I'm just messing at this point. I love making fun of Christian culture. Okay, look, so you got Kari <laughs> Job, you got Kari Job, right? Like, just up there, just singing right. the joint. Like, let's, right. let's go hard, let's go crazy. Okay, you got Kari Job in here. Okay, and they haven't even really. Cody isn't even in the video. I, th- I mean, he's kind of in it, but they don't focus on him. He's kind of like a worship guitarist. And then what happens? He's the main focus now. Cody, they go on your boy Cody, and then what do they do, bro? They just start dropping all the famous people, bro. All the names <laughs> appear, and then oh, but who else? Like who else in here is like who else in here is a big name like? I mean, yeah, they got okay. Cody right oh, there. Hold up, bro. Wait a second. And then they got Steven up here getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro, I think God is in it, and I'm sure he is, and I know. But, but, but what is Steven doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Steven um, is being a pastor. Hey, bro. Listen, and look, someone's going to call me out because in a couple years when I'm pastoring, uh, they're gonna be like, Nate, what you on stage doing? I'll be like, you know, just listening to the blessing, bro. It's listening to the blessing. So, bro, I don't hate it. I just the yeah. music video to me is so funny. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and why? And to they me, got a, they got like a full concert going on behind them. They well. got the people in the back, bro, going crazy. <laughs> I just want to say your twelve should start of that. <laughs> All right, bro. I'm gonna stop hating. I'm a hater. 
But no, you're not a hater. The blessing goes hard. I think it's I think it's a good song. It's just going off my list. <laughs> well, I'm about to get so much flack for this. No, you're not, bro. You're fine. You're you're allowed to not like songs. You're like, okay. you're like Nate, do you even love God? Let's like, like, let's talk about this for a second. I feel like I feel like if you are a Christian and you don't like something that's like Christian word like like a, a message or a song or a thought that someone had, you're like, ah, that was tough. Then you're thought of as like somebody who is judgmental or um, uh, a bad, like you're a bad person. It's like, no, I'm allowed to not like that. I'm allowed, I'm allowed to not have a good opinion on that. Yeah. I think, I think we have to allow ourselves to kind of like, it's okay to critique broken people making stuff. Like it's totally okay. And I think, I was just talking about the other day about we were talking about preachers and sneakers. We were talking about preachers and sneakers and like, it was interesting because we talked about someone who got super upset about preachers and sneakers. And it's like, dude, we're just, it's just jokes, you know, like you can have a little fun, you know what I'm saying? And Mm. some people just aren't able to be critiqued or have fun. And so they kind of back up. But like, if I ever got put on one of these sites, like, if someone made fun of the way I dress or the way I, the way I do whatever, I think it's hilarious because there's a lot about me that I do. That's your typical youth pastor. So people can make fun of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that got deeper than it needed to get. <laughs> it did, but hey, we're on, we're on a podcast about it. So. <laughs> hey bro, I'm feeling it anyway. So that's our one's got to go. Mine's is the blessing. And then to Lynn, the heresy in his heart is not playing. It's reckless love. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fool, dude. <laughs> All right. Next, bro, we're going to go on to some captions. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, in this series, what we do is we like to just go into some questions and just give an Instagram caption. And then we'll dive a little bit deeper into what that Instagram caption means. And in this week's episode, what we wanted to talk about is Talin, you've been on this podcast, but people don't really know you. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to throw some your way and then I'll throw some my way. And we're just going to go into the Instagram questions. We have three questions, of course. So the first question, okay, is what is the best compliment that you've ever received? Hmm. Best compliment you ever received. So that can give you more of those compliments. That is so hard to even, I hate giving myself compliments. So like, I don't even know like where to even begin, but I would say the best compliment that I've ever received is, and I wouldn't even know if this is a compliment, but it's about just the gift that I, that people think I have Yeah. Um, for, you know, leading and being, um, a good role model for my students and stuff. And I think that that's one of the greatest compliments I've ever received because I don't do it for like the glory of, Oh, you're such a good leader. I do it for the fact that I'm wanting kids to encounter Jesus like I did in high school. Um, but to hear that I'm doing a good job and I'm actually impacting kids is probably one of the greatest compliments that I, I've, I've received. And that was just recently. So yeah. that was cool. That's good, man. You're saying you're not doing it for the clout is what I'm hearing. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's Um, no clout behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd say that's true, dude. You do have a gift. Um, When I think about the greatest compliment I've ever received, I think it, I think it's when everyone, anyone's told me Instagram caption, I am proud of you. Hmm. I just, those words make me emotional every time I hear them. Hmm. Anyone could tell me that. A little kid could tell me, hey, I'm proud of you. Like, and I'd be like, you mean that? It's, it just means <laughs> so much to me. And yeah. up, until rec- up until recently, I had ne- my uh, father had never told me those words. Hey, I'm proud of you. And I remember the first time he told me I was on the phone and not FaceTime and I cried and I was just crying. And it was crazy because the fact that someone would feel so much feelings towards me that they would know because like pride is honestly like a sense of of the reason you're proud of something is because you have a sense of pride about someone which means they have so much respect for you that they could have pride for you 
You know what I mean? And so it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it just, it honestly, I'm like, there a tear just fell down my face. Like how emotional it makes me of, man, you're proud of me. And when someone told me like, Hey, I heard this one time. Someone told me, God is proud of you. And I was like, bro, you don't know what I did yesterday. And they're like, no, but yeah, still like crazy, right? God's okay. proud of you. And I was like, like the all knowing God, like the God who made me God, like the omni, you know, the <laughs> omnipotent and like, yeah. that God is proud of you. And so if anyone's listening to this podcast, young person, like God's proud of you. Like, wow. he's, there's some things that you could, that you might be slipping up on. Uh, but that doesn't, just like we say, there's no love that could be taken away. Um, I still think our God is cheering us on, uh, cheering us on and saying, you go do better, keep continuing. So I like it. That's a good one. All right, bro. Here's a funny one. What would you pick for a last meal? Last meal ever. What's your last meal? Instagram caption. Instagram caption. Add extra noodles in my pho. <laughs> so you have Bro, pho. I am, I am a huge fan of like soup pho. And like I can eat that all the time. And uh, I think I said that because pho sounds really good right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if I had to choose right now what my last meal would be, I'd probably choose a bowl of pho. Mm. With, with a side of spring rolls and peanut sauce. I sound so fat, but that just sounds amazing. Bro, that goes hard. That what goes about hard. you, dog? Last meal. Carry up. Orange chicken. Just Carry give me a, orange chicken. So we're talking Panda Express? Give me a, no, no, I'm going to the real hole in the shop. <laughs> it's dirty. They got homeboy in the back smoking a cigarette. I don't care. They put but orange I, peels in your chicken? They put, Yeah, they put real orange peels in the chicken. That co- they cover it in the orange glaze. I'm, I'm, okay. I, I need the real spot, but yeah, orange chicken with fried rice instead of regular rice. If you just give me a fat bowl of that, I'll go. I'll go in, and I'll be like, you know, I can die in peace. Or, I uh, no, I'll pick that orange chicken with a side of rice. That's my Instagram caption. <laughs> orange chicken with a side of rice, <laughs> and add extra noodles to this pho, boy. <laughs> add extra noodles. Hey, hey, I need more noodles to this joint. I need more noodles in my foot, boy. <laughs> All right. I love That's this question. Funny. All I right. love this question because it kind of talks about what we're going towards and what in our leadership and what our leadership thought is. And if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him or her? Caption, go. Ooh. Not everything needs to be fixed. Mm. Going down. Um, and I would say not everything needs to be fixed because I am a, I'm, I'm a helper. I love helping. Yeah. I love problem solving. I love trying to fix every situation at hand. And sometimes I put myself in situations where I was trying to be the helper, trying to be the problem solver, and I didn't need to be that guy. And it turned out bad for me um, huh. in multiple situations. And that's personal life. That's church life. That's, um, you know, parents, that's sisters, that's, siblings friends it's it's everything because i wanted to be the guy to help um so i'm starting to realize that now even as a 26 year old man that i don't have to fix every problem right i don't i don't have to be the the man that steps in and tries to um, mediate everything so i would Mm. say try not to fix everything and kind of just go about living your life um everything being um as normal as possible still, of course. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to change anything because I think I went through what I went through. Um, and it's made me who I am today. Um, but I would say just kind of leave my hands out of certain things. Yeah. That's good, bro. I think mine would, mine would be, this is not the end. Hmm. Uh, I remember when I was 18, cause when I was 18, I lost my first job. Like I got let go from my first job. And it was the hardest season of my life, like driving to Seattle and crying and just like, it was bad, bro. I just, I felt nothing. Like I felt no hope. I felt nothing. It was so bad. And, but this isn't the end because look where I'm at. Look, look who I'm around. Hmm. Look the, look at who I get to speak to. I get to speak at Young Life Camps. Like I get to speak at Young Life Camps at the reunion. 
I get, you know, like look at what, because of this situation that fell through, look at what you were pushed Mm. into. And I just, this isn't the end. And I would encourage, and I think that's really good to encourage seniors with right now, encourage high schoolers with right now, encourage college kids who won't have graduations right now. This is not the end. You're not done. You are not, there's no, like, you're not on the bench. Like, yes, graduation might be pushed back or may not happen. And I can only speak from the outside in, but this is not the end. Wow. Don't let this define your story. Let this continue. And so I think, because I think we've, I think when you're young and you can agree, and I'm still 20, I'm only 21. So I'm 18 was three years ago, but like when we're, when we're younger, like everything is now and everything is final. Right. So it's like, I either want it now or game over. Hmm. But as you grow up, like, I don't think high school teaches us well, like that's not really true. Like you do get chances to fail when you're younger. Like you do get chances to mess up and slip up and to lose money and to make money and to lose relationships and to find, you know, like all these things, but we think it's the end. And so Hmm. that, yeah, that, when I turned 18, 17 was probably the hardest time of my life, but it's not, it wasn't the end. So there's mine. That's awesome. What we're going to transition into dog is our leadership thought. And obviously this is not, we don't go into full sermons, but we kind of just talk about what's been on our hearts to Lynn and I's hearts. And so to Lynn's bringing it this week since he's been on hiatus for half a year. Now I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> but to Lynn, bro, give us, give us your leadership thought. All right. So today, uh, tonight, whenever you're listening to this, um, I just want to talk to you about having faith, um, especially in a time like this. Um, I think it, it resonates with all of us, Nate, myself, um, anybody listening can, can, uh, get something positive out of this. I'm going to be reading a pretty big chunk of uh, uh, the Bible real quick here um, and then jump into my thought on it. And Nate, um, obviously you can elaborate more as well. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, this is out of Matthew 17. It says, at the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. A man came back. Uh, a man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and the boy, and it left him. From, the moment the boy, from that moment, the boy was well. Afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out the demon? And Jesus says, you don't have enough faith. And Jesus told them, I tell you, the truth. If you have faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. And I, I think that this this thought of having faith the size of a mustard seed, the tiny mustard seed holds the potential of a 30-foot bush. So regardless of your situation, regardless of your faith, you don't have to be a pastor to be a great witness. You don't have to be wealthy to give generously. I think that a small act of kindness, like saying a faithful prayer for someone or whatever faith motivated act we take, no matter how small can move mountains or have an impact on someone's life. Um, And I think in the season we're in right now, we are counting on people who are above us or ahead of us to to take action or, or to be the ones to lean into the situation with a, a full mind of like, hey, I'm going after this um, so you don't have to worry about it kind of thing. And, and I think that that's the opposite of what it is. Mm. I think that if we start with this mustard seed size faith of, of just a prayer of hope that we could change what is happening in our world today. I think that, that a lot of us are, are not in a uh, season of routine so it can be a little stagnant it could be it could feel off it could feel like we don't have the normal 
of, of what's happening on our regular schedule. You know, like you guys have youth on Sunday nights and we have youth on Wednesdays and church on Sundays. And, and so to our students, it feels like things aren't normal. And so some of them, the ones that, you know, were, were itching for that, like, hand of, I don't know what to do, so I'm leaning on my leaders. I think that this is the time now to have that mustard seed size faith, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so w- what do you think about that? Like, what, what are your thoughts on um, the season we're in um, and, and considering what, what we're doing? How do you feel that we could have um, faith the yeah. size of the mustard seed? Yeah, dog. I think for me, as I hear what the Lord is saying, he gets angry, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Faithless. And then tells the disciples, y'all ain't got no faith. I I always think about when Peter's walking on the water, right? Like, (laughs) obviously, Jesus, like, helps your brother out. But he says, you lost your faith. Hmm. You you know, you took your focus off and something else that wasn't me. I think faith, faith is faith is focus, right? Like faith is what do you focus on? Focusing, cause like, like if I if my I have you always have faith in something. That's what people don't get. I think is even people who may not believe in the name of Jesus. You have faith in something. You have faith that when you get in your car and turn it on, what's going to happen? It's going to turn on, yeah. and it's not going to blow up, and and you'll die, right? Like you have that faith. Yeah. You have the faith. Think about this, bro. You have the faith to go to bed every night and trust that you'll wake up tomorrow. Wow. Like, we, there's all these things that we have faith in. All right, hold up, hold up. Let's just talk about this. When you go to the Puyallup Fair, who runs those machines? Wow. Teenagers. <laughs> Teenagers. Wow. Yeah. And we have faith in them, right? Like, all right, 14-year-old, press go. Let us let me in this thing that's gonna flip me around in the sky, right? Like we'll be good. All these things we have faith in is because we're fo- you know we're obviously focused on them, and I think what Jesus is saying is like, dog, just focus on me. Like that's yeah. all I need you to do is focus yeah. on me, focus on my power. But it's always the thing. It's always the thing that. And I mean to cut you off. It's always the thing good. that we can. It's always the thing that we can see that we can trust. We yeah. we see that we are on a you know like we don't have that. A lot of people don't go to bed with the fear that they're not going to wake up the next day because they see another day every time they wake up, obviously. A lot of people don't hop on rides with the fear that they're not going to make it because they've just seen the ride go around four times. But a think lot of people, about it, yeah. A lot of people have that that like focus on, like, my car's not going to break down because mm-hmm. the check engine light didn't come on when I started it last. So there's, there's, there's that I can For see sure. this happening in my life. Definitely. So, of course, I have faith in it. And I'm not even thinking about having faith in those situations. So it's like, what? What can we start doing to grow our faith the size of a mustard seed, yeah. right? Into Jesus. Like, how can we start bringing that more towards God? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I feel you. But I think when we talk about that, I think it's also like it's super con- – because, yes, you've been able to wake up every time before. But let's think about it when Jesus – God has came through time and time again. Yeah. Think about the Israelites, bro. They have seen God. Do it again and again yep. and again and again. And what do they do? They still blow it. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, David yeah. has seen David. D- David is one one after God's own heart, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still, like, I think, yeah, we can see them. But the same thing is we've seen God work time and time and time and time again. But somehow the faith of a mustard seed we can't have. And so what I think, bro, is what are we focusing on? And in this time that we're in right now, I think that a lot of us are saying faith over fear. Huh. But my question is, how many of us actually believe in that? Exactly. No, no, I'm no, not, that's, that's 100. And I'm don't not, get me wrong, because yeah. I'm, I'm having issues trusting that everything's going to be okay. I mm-hmm. am. And this is coming from somebody who reads the Bible, who prays daily, who listens to worship, who is having the faith as size of a mustard seed, who is praying for this pandemic, but is still having trouble believing that at the end of this, everything's going to be okay. I want to believe that, obviously. I want to see that through, and I'm praying for that to be coming through. Yeah. Yeah, we just got to – and I think I think what people think is like, okay, now that I have faith, like I can do what I want. No, I'm saying have yeah, wisdom. Yeah. What I'm saying is are we pro- 
are we showing and are we believing that God's going to do it? Because you're saying it's hard, and it is. I'm not saying I'm even at this place, but I know I usually make a lot of people in my life frustrated because I'm just like, we're going to be good. And they're like, Nate, but look at the situation. I'm like, yeah, pretty messed up, but we're going to be all right. Like, yep, yep. And that's just Nate. I've, I've, I've been able to get there. And I'm not saying I like my faith is perfect because it's not. There's times where, you know, money don't come through or whatever. And I'm like, God, what you going to do? And I'm still here and I don't own no, and I don't own no one, no money. That's like, you know, like God's made it happen. God's made it work. And so I think for, for me, I think believing, believing is not seen or believing is seen. Seen is not believing. I think we see and we go, okay, cool. Now I can believe in that. And I know we always joke about it, but gravity, like not, now there's science to prove gravity, but when we really think about it, we don't understand gravity. Most of us, right. Yeah, we don't get, yeah. we don't get it, but we know it works because if you, if you were to jump off, if I were to jump off my house right now, I would land on the ground. Yep. It's not that high. So I'd be okay. But like I'd land on the ground <laughs> and I know that's going to happen. And so I think we just have to, I think there's some, uh, some practical things in our lives that we see that we know, okay, cool, I can have faith in that. I can trust in that. And I always think about the disciples time and time again. These dudes have seen God work. These dudes have seen Jesus do crazy things. And he's telling them, but you haven't had enough faith. He's telling the people who are closest to him, who should have the greatest faith, you don't have enough faith. So, hmm. and, or think about when Jesus comes to storm, right? He's, he, 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 first, there's some translation where he's like, he, he talks to him, he says, why do you have such little faith? And then stops yeah. the waves and then goes, why'd you have such little faith? You know, like, could you imagine like Jesus stopping before he stops the storm and saying, why are you tripping right now? Don't you know I hmm. got this? Hmm. So I think that's the question we have to ask ourselves to have the faith. So good. So good. Is, what are we focusing see? on? Don't you yeah. see? Cause, cause they were focused on the waves. Yeah. Right. But little did they know that, oh, we got the, the like, they, actually, they did know, but they forgot because they're focused on the waves. God's right here. Same with Peter, man. He was focusing on, on drowning. Right? But God's, yep. the God is right there on the yep. water. And he told me to come with him and have faith. He told, come out, he told him, come out to me. Yeah. Man, that's, I remember seeing a video about that. And it was crazy of like, you know what else is crazy? Go ahead. Is is the the woman? And I think of this story because um, you talk about what are we focusing on? And this woman was focused on just getting close enough to touch him to be healed, mm-hmm. and she touched him and she was healed. But she oh. was like, yeah, she she it it took Jesus turning around, being like, "Who touched me?" Yeah, and God, did she? I mean, he's in a crowd of people, and and it's like. God, anybody could have brushed you. No, no, no. Who touched, <laughs> who, who, who touched me? I felt you know, power. And, you know, and so it was like she was focused on the faith that she had that if I just touch him, yeah, I, I could be healed. And she did that. And, and, and I think about that story where people don't have faith and then people do have faith and what turns out with faith and what turns out not having it. And when we don't have it, you see what happens. Yeah. And when we do have it, you see what happens. So, yeah, that's so good, man. You really changed my uh, perspective on the whole <laughs> thing of, of having focus in this whole situation. <laughs> Thanks, so, bro. I like I think, it. I th- and, but what makes her well? Not even that. Obviously, she touched Jesus. But he says, your faith has made you well. Yep. Hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Tulane, let's keep it funky, bro. I heal somebody. And then someone else asked me, how did they get healed? I'm saying it was me. <laughs> I have healed them. I have made them well. But what, I made the vaccine, yeah. What does God do? Yep. What does Jesus say? So he your says, faith has made you well. Yep. Now, go daughter in peace. Like, whoo. So I think that's it, bro. Is, and, and again, I'm learning as we go. But I think what I've realized is if my focus was one when I lost my job, I just... I'd wallow. I'd be sad the whole time. But my focus was, God, you have something greater for me. Let's keep it pushing. And my faith, my faith grows out of what I'm focused on. 
And if it's in Jesus, then we, we gonna have some strong faith. So that's a good thought, bro. You brought that heat. So good. So good. And I walked away with a mindset of focus. Yeah. Focus I, on what you want. Yeah. I think it's, we have to focus on, we just got to focus on what God has in store for us because it's better than whatever the world has for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, yo, Tulane, bro, this episode was heat. <laughs> it's kind of fired. A little <laughs> different, but it was, it was good. Kind of go crazy. But hey guys, we love you guys. Um, we'll catch you guys next week. We're gonna we're gonna try to get some seniors together and kind of just talk about how do they feel, maybe wisdom they have for other seniors and people listening to the podcast, maybe some information you could share with the people you're leading and the kids you're leading. But we love you guys. Talin, get us out of here, bro. Jesus is the only one. The only one. Hey, we love you guys, and we'll see you next week on the Youth of the Nation podcast. Peace. Peace.